0: A Podcast 1 Production. Hey, I'm former Australian beach sprinter and fitness trainer Katie Williams. When I was competing, I would do anything I needed to do to be the best. But now that I'm retired, I'm trying to develop a more balanced relationship with my diet, exercise, and my body image. In each episode, I'll try a different diet or lifestyle challenge for two weeks to see if it helps me think, move or feel better. For the next two weeks, the challenge I'm taking on on... is minimalism. 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 The reason why I want to do this challenge is because I want to be more organised and have a more simple life. I do love organisation and simplicity, but I guess not as much as I love clothes and accessories because... Over the last few years, I have seriously cluttered my life with lots of stuff. And to be honest, at this rate, I'm not slowing down. I would call myself more of a maximalist than I would a minimalist. And I definitely think that this way of living affects my mind. It can affect my energy, my mental health. It kind of leaves me wanting more, wanting to buy the next thing, wanting to follow the next trend. I'm hoping that after this challenge, I really enjoy this way of living. I hope that I declutter my life and declutter my mind, and I hope to implement more of these habits in my everyday life. Plus, I also think not having as many things, I'll be more grateful for what I actually do have. Before starting this challenge, I want to speak to Blake Royal Thompson. He's a mindset performance and lifestyle coach who happens to be a minimalist as well. I want to get Blake into the studio to discuss the benefits of minimalism what role my physical environment has on my mind and the mental health benefits from clearing my space and decluttering, physically, digitally and mentally. Welcome to the studio, Blake Worrell-Thompson. He's a lifestyle and performance coach and he's the co-founder of Momentum, which is the men's group that help men become better. Thank you for coming in. Thanks for having me, Willie. What is minimalism?
1: Simply put, it's living a... Simple lifestyle, simple and fulfilled, I'll say, because that's a big outcome for minimalism. So it's the simple and fulfilled lifestyle with minimal stuff.
0: So what is your background in minimalism?
1: Well, it's it's probably more a byproduct of my own experience. It was very much on the consumer path for a long time and wanted to make sense how I got there. For me. I managed to convince myself that the twenty-seven thousand dollars of parking fines that I'd racked up was okay, and just it just kept going. So, you know, part of my minimalism is actually part of observing my spending habits and what I allowed and didn't allow, and just looking at. I remember looking at a month's worth of um, spending and and doing this whole process of like. I'm spending money here, you know, even certain things with relationships. I'm spending money here to try and impress them when if I was just present and connected with them, they would have preferred that more. I'm spending money here to try and impress people out. Like the whole ego identity carry on that I used to be drawn to was one of the reasons I had to start assessing and readdressing where I was putting my money, energy and time because it just wasn't, it wasn't the truest version of me.
0: So what benefits have you experienced from living this minimalistic lifestyle?
1: I think like anxiety, I was never formally diagnosed, but that sense of like overwhelming anxiety was definitely the most full on. And even as I tried to hack my own mind is an understanding that with the more decisions, the less willpower and the less clarity you have. So if you look at Steve Jobs and Zuckerberg, Steve Jobs wore the same skivvy. I haven't worn a skivvy for a long time. He wore the same skivvy every day because he knew that every time he had to make another decision, it took away from his creative power to make decisions to change the world the the way he did with Apple. So in terms of clarity, willpower, anxiety, overwhelm, those are kind of feelings that I don't love and if I can do bits to kind of help with that, then that's a, a good approach for me. So it's
0: taking away decision fatigue
1: Yeah, which is massive and willpower because willpower actually, um, a lot of research around willpower tying into the same kind of muscle of like you've only got so much each day. So if I've got a jam donut there that sits there the whole day, that's chewing at my willpower. So to take it away means that I don't have to like stretch and stress that willpower muscle.
0: You've said before that I have shiny object syndrome. Mm. Can you explain that? Well, it's...
1: In essence, there's there's a few parts to it, but it's an inability to be completely content with what we've got now. Yes. And it's always like the next thing, the shiny thing. Mm. So you, you get to where you are and then you go again. You you, you didn't yeah. you, you had that sense for a moment and then you go again. So if you look at the way a lot of what society deems valuable and success is set up, it's like if you get the pay rise, your life's perfect. So you chase the pay rise you chase 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 you get there you tell your friends about it you get a few pats on the back the ego gets a little boost and then like 48 hours three weeks two months later wears off and then you're like i must need more money so you go again and you just keep chasing that thing that's just in front of you You it's it's a hard hamster wheel to get off but most of society is on that wheel and it, it, it even comes back to like jim carrey I wish everyone would experience money and fame to know that it's not the answer. Yeah. You need to, unfortunately for most of us, we actually need to experience it, whatever it is,
0: to, to realise it's not, not it. the answer. Yeah.
1: Like we, I would have heard that 200 times, minimum. But, but you I have to experience to get, it. Yeah. I needed to get to a, a certain place with money and status to know that it wasn't the I had to experience it myself.
0: Yeah. I've experienced that when I won nationals, mm. trained my whole life. To get there and then I got that there and I was like, is that to- it? Yeah. Is that like four or five years of training, missing out on parties and birthdays for mm. like I got there and I was like, it felt sweet. And then I was like, oh my God.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I didn't didn't enjoy
0: the ride. Yeah. Didn't enjoy the ride enough. So what brings you joy outside of buying things? <laughs> <laughs> I love buying things.
1: You love buying things. For <laughs> me, it's it it really lines up with your values. So for me, growth, as you know. Is my biggest thing. If I feel like I'm growing and evolving, I'm, I'm pretty much good to go. Obviously, health and fitness, purpose, which I'm super lucky with momentum and the coaching I do, and just that connectedness. Like you and I, you know, talk however often, and there's always a deep connection for me. That kind of comes back for me the, the quality over the quantity thing. Like my pool of everything has shrunk. My physical stuff, my groups of people, my like interest in like just noisy stuff, everything has shrunk and is better quality and deeper quality as a result of that. So when you're looking at kind of minimalism, and we'll talk about this later, is like that can that minimalism can come in from different angles. My yeah. my friendship groups are smaller and tighter and more trusting. My stuff is obviously minimal. And I'm not drawn to like the shiny stuff that I was. Like I was the worst when it came to shiny objects syndrome. And now I'm just like, the more more clear I am on what I stand for and my values and where I want to go, the easier it is for me to stay focused.
0: So I brought you in to the studio because this is a challenge-based podcast. What challenge are you going to set for me?
1: Well, I'm excited about this because last time I was at your house, I think I counted somewhere between... 623, and 645 pairs of runners.
0: (laughs) I think it's close to 59 (laughs) pairs of sneakers.
1: (laughs) So there's so many parts you can go down with minimalism, but the physical one I'm really interested with you. So what I would love to see is one bag a day for 14 days of you getting rid of stuff. And that can be from your car, your bedroom, your bathroom, whatever that looks like. So that's the first part. Yes. Part two is more of a digital one. So one of the things I love to do is start my week fresh and clean slate. And what that looks like in my phone is two messages from two important people. That's it. I don't have any unread Instagram, Facebook emails. So I want you to practice that. And then the third bit's more you know, what some people kind of call energy leaks, but working out what that looks like in your world, like where are you leaking energy in terms of it might be, you know, certain friendships where it's very much giving and not balancing out. You know, one one really easy way for me is when I see that person calling, like how excited am I about picking up the phone? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yes. If I need to, like, if I'm doing it out of obligation, I'm probably not doing the right thing. Like, I don't want to preface what um, your experience. Mm-hmm. But when you get rid of stuff, anything can come up. A sense of joy is obviously the desired outcome and it, yeah. I've got no doubt that it will bring that. In the short term, it may be some other stuff.
0: Uncomfortable. Yeah. So it's also setting boundaries around perhaps people or the amount of energy I'm putting into things because I can put a lot of pressure on myself. Yeah. So it might even be identifying where do I feel stress or where do I feel pressure? And do I actually need to take that on or can I sort of try and loosen the grip on my relationship with it?
1: Yeah.
0: I'm going to quickly read out to you uh, what I've got going on my phone right now. Perfect. Which I think is really quite embarrassing. So I have 169 uh, text messages, some read, some unread. Um, My emails are 2,464, 109 missed calls and 109 voicemails. Uh, WhatsApp five unread. So I'm on top of that one. Yeah. Um, let's go to Instagram, which is often the worst offender. Okay, cool. So I have fifteen unread messages from people that I follow, that I follow. So conversations that's in the primary. In general, um, there's sixteen. And then in requests, which are people that I don't follow, there's sixty-nine. Um, so I definitely think with the digital part of this challenge it's gonna be quite time consuming, but also very freeing. I think if you did that really well and you start,
1: you know, I know you're you're obviously pressed for time. If you started with an hour and was like, right, I'm going to hold myself accountable to an hour of digital cleaning. Maintenance. And brought it down five minutes a day, you would be able to manage it within inside 10 minutes after 14 days. That's my goal. I
0: agree. So what changes do you think I should expect from doing this kind of challenge from a physical, social and mental perspective?
1: I think in terms of observing your body language when you talk about having lots of stuff is there's that kind of chest feeling so I wouldn't be surprised if you feel less anxious yes as a result of the physical in terms of the mental you are a productivity queen I think even from a sense of overwhelm there's going to be a, a nice sense of clarity mm. which is a really good kind of feeling and skill to have and socially If you look at what anxiety does to social, your social skills, it kind of has a massive impact as well. So to to feel a sense of calmness, clarity, less overwhelm, less anxiety puts you in a really good state. Yeah. And you're you're stretched for time anyway, like you're jumping from one thing to another the whole time. So to have those forward really have a, a positive impact. And like I said, I think when you're going through the initial process, you'll have stuff come up. I'd be interested to know how you feel about, you know, as we're talking, what what kind of comes up for you in your body in terms of fear, anxiety, whatever it might be. But once you let go, of that liberating feeling, which mm. we've all experienced and we love, is really nice. As That sense of liberation and freedom is such a good feeling for all of us, I'm pretty sure. Um, so you'll have those as well, I would think.
0: That's amazing. Mm. Do you think two weeks is long enough to notice changes?
1: It definitely is. The big thing with something like this is to notice how you feel in the moment. So one of the things that females do a lot better than males is they're very much in their body as opposed to males being in their head. So if you really pay attention to that sense of like, I've got a sense of calmness or I've got a sense of freedom or I've got a sense of liberation, you'll be drawn to continue that process. If you are so in your head because you're throwing a bag while you're running out, while you're talking on the phone, while grabbing a coffee, and you can't even sense or notice how you're feeling. I don't do that. <laughs> you don't do that ever. Then you won't you, – you may not be as drawn to continuing on that process after.
0: Absolutely. I do have some fears for this challenge. Um, one of them is that I have accumulated a lot of things. Mm. Definitely not harder. <laughs> um, but I do – you know, like if I look in my cupboard, I've got so much like beauty products and I really Mm. only use a handful. I have a lot of sneakers. And although I'm a trainer and I'm in sneakers every day, I tend to repeat wear (laughs) the ones that I love the most. And I do like to follow trends when it comes to clothing. So I will often sort of keep some of the things that were like trendy a few years ago because they're going to come back. And I definitely have collected quite a large amount of clothing, And I suppose the task ahead of me is nothing short of mammoth. And I'm as nervous. I'm nervous for how much stuff. Like I I just, I already know, like I'm thinking about it right now, like there's a spare room that I've got uni books in, a whole lot of like coats that I haven't even worn and it's winter right now from like two years ago. Uh, I've got a desk full of journals Mm. from our work together, from other coaches I've worked with. I'm also nervous to throw things away. Um, it may have been a gift that someone gave me that I n- never used or maybe something that, I don't know, a book someone bought me that I'll never read, but I feel guilty that they bought me it, mm. um, but I haven't read it. Just little things like that you feel emotionally connected to, even though it's not, it may not be you. Or um, So, yeah, there's definitely the physical stuff I'm anxious to to probably let go of. Um I think because I definitely identify as a consumer and probably as a maximalist, which is a little bit embarrassing to say, I don't actually identify with the minimalist lifestyle. So I almost feel nervous to step into that because it's, it doesn't feel like it's me. Mm. So I almost feel like there's almost a bit of an identity crisis that might happen when I start living more simply. I do actually consciously want it, but subconsciously I've mm. identified with someone that has lots of clothes and lots of things. And, um, but I don't think that that is the way of the future for me.
1: Well, the big the big part for this is remembering that belief loop that we as humans make decisions based on emotions. So what does that piece of clothing give you or what, mm. you know, what is the feeling that you had before? So if you start to recognise the story you're telling yourself around what it brings or what emotion you're playing, like e.g., when I wear this leather jacket, I have confidence. Mm. Well, okay. So confidence is actually what you're looking for here. Or when I dress nice, I have a um, sense of pride about me. Mm. So what you're actually saying is I want to build pride. Do you know to mean I mean? Like looking- Without
0: having to do that with clothing or material things. Yes. Amazing.
1: I like they, that. That materialistic thing that you're drawn to is evoking an emotion by buying it or giving you something... By wearing it,
0: Crazy. so can
1: you articulate what it is that it's giving you, and cultivate that minus the cultivate it within. Because yeah. anything that's external is dangerous,
0: because it can be taken away from you. If
1: it's take if you let if you if you let the jacket's taken away from you, and you can't be confident without it, yeah, you're bare bones. You're back to back to the start. So loosening your grip on what you believe to be true and just going, oh, I notice, like being the observer of your beliefs as opposed to being attached to them. It's like, oh, I noticed that, you know, I believe that this coat equals A, B, and C, but hang on, I haven't worn it for seven years. So noticing the internal dialogue yeah. and the stories you're telling yourself.
0: I love that. That's going to be a good one for when I do, calm
1: The final thing I'll say on that is, is I'm definitely not here to convince you to be a minimalist, is shadow work so when you're one way extreme the other what's the story you've got around the opposite when you're an extremist one way what's the story the belief the emotion that you've got at the other end so what are the stories that you're telling yourself because you are very um, anti-minimalism what's the attachment and the story you've got towards consumerism and what's the story that you've got at the other end around minimalism what is it equal for you or not equal
0: So my homework for this challenge is pretty intense. I'm going to be physically doing a cull. So I'm throwing out one bag of something every day. So it could be from my car, my room, spare room storage, my desk, my bathroom, up to 14 days, which would equal 14 bags. So one bag a day. Mentally, I'm going to identify what my energy leaks are, which are things that might stress me out or steal from my energy, Um, might even journal on them, but be conscious of what is taking up my mental energy or mental space for Mm -hmm. me. And then digitally, I'm also going to do a minimalism task where once a day, I'm going to time how long it takes me to get through my emails, my text messages, my unread DMs. And I'm going to time that to see if I can get that number down per day. And then also on a Sunday, I'm going to go through that as well to make sure I've cleared everything. So Sunday's kind of like the day to just make sure it's mm. the, the the slate is clean, but every day I'm doing a um, digital clean-out or digital maintenance. That's a pretty solid uh, piece of homework. So we've got physical, we've got mental, and we've got digital, which I think is a great place to start. And I'm excited. I'm a bit nervous for this, but um, I think this challenge is perfect for me and it's necessary right now.
1: Yep. And just pay close attention to how you feel both pre during and after and you notice you feel better for it
0: i absolutely hope so i'm sure i will blake it's been such a pleasure having you on you are one of the most impactful men in my life and i'm so excited for the listeners to get to hear this and hopefully come along with the challenge and the journey with me and hopefully do the homework as well perfect see the behind the scenes from this challenge, I do a vlog where I capture every day, all the highs and all the lows and all the bags of stuff I've decluttered. You don't want to miss this one. Check it out on my Instagram at Katie Williams. I'm really anxious and uncomfortable because I can't believe how much stuff I have just kept. Just chucked away in the cupboard and never looked at it again. (sighs) Just that bag is sneakers, which is a lot. I have a sneaker problem and i'm dealing with it it's a bit confronting actually i think there's 59 pairs of sneakers which is pretty out of control i've already gone through my supplement drawer and got rid of a whole lot of supplements that were off and i've also gone through all my health foods and checked the expiry date and to be honest quite a lot of it was expired and you don't even realize all right so making a tofu scramble with the leftover veggies i had in the fridge I am really bad when it comes to chucking out food. I tend to um, let the veggies go off or let food go off and then chuck it. This minimalism challenge has also helped me in the kitchen, not that this was a part of the challenge, but I have cleaned out the kitchen the other day, um, cleaned out my pantries, cleaned out my fridge and also making sure that I'm eating all the food that I buy. And I really like Uber Eats and I think it's great and eating out is also amazing, but I definitely want to get into a better habit of cooking the food that I have and eating all the food that I have before I spend any more money. So a challenge like this requires you to be super honest with yourself. Number one, do the clothes fit you anymore? No. Have you worn them in 12 months? No. Is that product almost out of date? Get rid of it. I've literally gone through every facet of my life that needed decluttering, I've decluttered. And I've actually found this really overwhelming and to be honest, quite emotional. It's amazing what, you know, you put away in storage. You also put your memories away in storage as well. And um, by physically getting out all this stuff and, and getting rid of it, you're, you're sort of setting free um, this old life and, and creating way for a new one. So it's been cool, but also, yeah, it's been hard. Okay, so I've been practicing minimalism for two weeks and the challenge is now over. So the question is, am I better for it? The answer is yes. But this challenge was not easy. In week one, I actually really struggled. I felt anxious, I felt overwhelmed, and I was just really uncomfortable with how much stuff I had collected probably over the last two years. Week one, I went through my garage, I went through my car my clothes in my bedroom, my cupboard, my spare rooms, and all of the stuff in storage at my parents' house. I also did my fridge and my supplements and my bathroom. I was so surprised at how many beauty products I don't use, how many supplements had actually gone off, and how many clothes actually didn't fit me. It made me feel a little bit guilty, and I had a little bit of shame. I realized that I'm not using this stuff. It doesn't bring me joy, and it doesn't add value to my life. In week two, I felt a little more calm and I felt a little more liberated. But then I realized that I needed to do something with these clothes. A lot of them I'll donate and a lot of them I'll give to friends. There's a handful of branded items that I might sell. I also realized throughout this challenge that I have a lot of energy leaks. Some people in my life can be energy leaks, not many of them, but some can. Alcohol can be an energy leak for me and too much socializing can also be an energy leak because I'm an empath and I take on people's feelings and emotions Social media can be a massive energy leak for me, and I realized that I'm on social media too much, and it can certainly steal my attention and my focus. Part of Blake's homework was to do a digital cleanse or a digital cull. He wanted me to do this on a Sunday, and he also wanted me to do a mini cull during the day. Now, I really struggled with this. My first Sunday clear out of DMs, emails, and text messages and phone calls took me two hours. So I love the idea of implementing the Sunday but replying to everyone and doing this every day is probably something I don't have energy for in the long term. I have to be honest and tell you that I cheated on this challenge. I did in fact shop a little bit. I bought a pair of sneakers. I bought two bracelets and a necklace and I also bought two coats and a jumpsuit and a shirt that I'm wearing right now. I don't feel great about this. To be honest, it makes me feel really uncomfortable that I probably couldn't get through two weeks without buying something. But my rule now is if I want to buy something, I have to cull two things. So I feel happy and calm knowing that I can buy one thing and cull two things. I think that's a good rule for me. I don't really think I'm ever going to be a full-on minimalist, but I've definitely made some improvements and I feel pretty proud of what I've done. I'm I'm cool with buying just a few things. My fears definitely played out throughout this challenge. I did feel stress. I did feel overwhelmed and I actually felt emotional looking through my old clothes and some of my Australian team stuff, New South Wales team stuff. As I was getting rid of some of this stuff, I felt like I was throwing away my past self. There was a few times where I did get emotional because you know I picked up my old track spikes and I spent four days a week on the track for 10 years of my life. So that part of cleansing was really hard. It was sort of letting go of who I used to be to make room for who I am today. Throughout this challenge, it definitely impacted my physical and mental body. It clarified my values. You know, I really didn't want to cull any of my sneakers or my activewear because I feel like that's my life and I'm in it all the time. I definitely culled a lot of sneakers, but to be honest, I literally live in them. I wear sneakers every day and they bring me so much joy and add so much value to my life. So, That was really indicative of how much I love fitness because I really didn't want to part with my activewear. Physically, I felt lighter. I felt like I could breathe more. I felt like my space was clearer. I felt like my mind was clearer. I felt like my stress was reduced. I had more time and I felt more organized. I felt more grateful for the things that I do have. Socially, I felt more present and I definitely had less on my mind. Mentally, I felt a little up and down because I still haven't cleared all of the stuff out but I know when it's gone, I'll feel incredible. Two weeks was definitely not long enough to notice benefits because it took me two weeks to just go through all of my stuff. It's definitely scratching the surface, but I am going to continue this long term and there's so much more that I can do in this space. I would definitely recommend others take on a minimalism challenge or just start implementing some minimalistic habits. But my advice would be to start small because it's a big task do things one day at a time or one room at a time or one bag at a time. Just pick one area and start small. One question you can ask yourself is, does this item bring me joy or add value? And the other thing is you have to be super honest with yourself. Are you actually going to use this item? And if you haven't used it in 12 months, time to get rid of it. So that's it for my two weeks of minimalism. If you want to see the behind the scenes from this challenge, check out my Instagram at Katie Williams. My next challenge is tackling imposter syndrome with Suzanne Mercier. Join me next time to see if I'm better for it. Better For It was presented by Katie Williams and produced in collaboration with Podcast One Australia. Producer, Lindsay Green. Audio producer, Darcy Thompson. And executive producer, Jennifer Goggin. For more episodes, head to podcast one Download the free Podcast One Australia app or search Better For It Podcast.